the JSA Clicks Podcast, the show where we discuss high-level competitive, casual, and everything in between. Your host is Jay Solomon, and now, on to the show. everyone this is the jsa clicks podcast episode who knows <laughs> we discuss the competitive hero clicks environment as well as any alternative formats that are currently relevant i'm your host devin owens and today i'm joined by my co-hosts jackson hey and as hey what's up today's just going to be a sort of chill catch-up episode um i got super busy and failed to actually organize any episodes for a while i apologize for that to uh, both my co-hosts and potential guests that I was talking to and then never followed up with. So <laughs> hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll figure out a way to get them on at some point. Um, yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about as his experience in Florida. Um, he's talked about it in more detail in other places and it's a little far back now. So we're not going to go into as much detail as we usually would with a tournament report. Um, we'll talk about some stuff that we're building. We'll do a little bit of a retrospective into last year um, and uh, whatever else we feel like chatting about because we didn't write a detailed <laughs> outline for this episode or anything. Um, so we're just going to talk and see what happens. Um, we do have one thing to talk about before we start, which is that uh, Jay isn't going to be on the podcast for now uh, going forward. Um, he's decided he's not really very interested in doing Heroclix content at the moment um, over the course of the pandemic he just hasn't really been playing very much and uh it's not like Heroclix content is super lucrative <laughs> or anything so if you're not playing that much Heroclix and you're not really enjoying uh the game as much as you used to then it totally makes sense um if he ever decides that he wants to get back in to the game uh in more of a, a serious fashion and wants to start doing content again we hope he comes back to the podcast but uh for now i'm taking stewardship of the podcast and we'll see what happens going forward yep yep absolutely love you jay yeah for sure all right um yeah so let's start with florida um so it happened like a month ago now or something (laughs) something like that god february is like flying by yep yeah uh man have uh, work deadlines coming up at the end of February. And at the end of February is always the worst time to have them because it's so short feeling. I mean, it's like mm. two days different, really, but it feels short. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so, I mean, Florida well, was great. Yeah, why don't you tell us a bit about the about the tournament? Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't end up playing in, on the Friday event, which was the Apples and Oranges 400-point uh, theme. So it's, it's 2v2. Uh, one team has to be 400 uh, modern theme and the other one is just 400 pulp um that was won by clay wood and george masu um then singles was uh the following day i think that was saturday um i ended up going three and two uh figured out that the team that i built while a good team was not a good team for me very important thing to identify for anybody who's looking at building teams for competitive. Make sure you're not only building a team that is functional and good, that it is a good fit for you. Um, it was just too like positionally intense and it didn't really allow me flexibility. So it just wasn't good for me. Uh, but that was one by Alex Mater uh, playing 
a and very similar team. Tear. Yep. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play played by a very you know playing a very similar team to what he was what he's been playing uh, in symbiotes with Prime Spider Man uh, Carnage Surfer. Uh, the top 16 had uh, Jackson. What was the total cut Scott Porter's? Uh, 15 out of 16 teams played Scott Porter. And in totality, there were 26 figures named Scott Porter played. So that was one team that didn't play them at all. And one team played one. Or uh, did all of the teams that play it played both? No, three would have had to play one. Yeah. To get those numbers. Three right? played okay. one. Okay, yeah, that makes and sense. And only one team playing exactly zero. Yeah, which was Isaac, and we were pretty sure Isaac was just flexing on everybody. <laughs> yep, um, made top four with it, too. Yeah. Um, but that event was a lot of fun, uh, really well ran. Um, uh, it's a another, like, kind of the first real glimpse at what modern meta is going to look like down the stretch. And, I mean, I've said it before, we'll probably say it again until we're blue in the face, Scott Porter was a mistake. Yeah. Um, from, a, from a competitive balance for this game, he, that figure was an absolute mistake. I firmly believe he should be banned at this point, just from all formats. I just get rid of him. I yeah, think it's going to be mean, a problem forever. In every format, he's ever When you have a figure a that's that, that that's prevalent, that, like, every build starts with 50 points with those two characters, and your 15 of your top 16 teams have have them on there like that's probably a a, a red flag yeah i mean yeah. so the advantage of the scott porters is that they're accessible and flexible right one of them you is can... the black shirt is not accessible yeah. anymore no no has it gotten worse yeah the black shirt is part of wow. the original charity run they're they're right. yeah over 100 right now the white shirt is still available for purchase on whiskey's yes. website i believe it is. Well, hopefully they can somehow figure out how to make the black shirt a little more accessible, but it is the less important one, at least. Yeah, white shirt uh, is the better one. Uh, and it, the nice thing is that they're flexible. Like, if you look at all of those teams playing Scott Porters, none of them look very similar. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's just a figure that's so good that, like, it's honestly just wrong if you're not playing it due to how much value you get from it and how that's just going to be correct the entirety of the time it's legal in modern and yeah, silver. unless it gets further power crept, which is would I, be bad. I don't even know how they would I don't further power it, it would be difficult. It would be difficult. Like, I think there's just a white shirt, Just white shirt on his own is a X number of perplex where X equals the number of figures on your team, not Scott Porter. Yeah, yeah and, I think Scott Porter is just in a tier of, like, nothing else that the only figure I think of that even comes close is maybe Mephisto. Like, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. The The fact that he gets the keywords and he gets the, the Sinestro ring is just, that's probably the icing, but shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if we could get an errata to equipment that says printed keyword or something. I would be okay with that, yeah. Yeah. No more free ring for Scott would make him so much more bearable. Oh, and I, I I wish there was a there was a, a small glimmer of hope that like with Bucky's arm they were going to named characters, and like those are the kind of figures you want to look at giving a benefit of like, okay you're playing a Bucky he can play Bucky's arm for free. And yeah, then just a much like, easier design thing for them, right? Like keeping track of everybody who can keyword cheat and everybody who mm -hmm. uh, happens yeah. to be given a keyword is quite difficult, whereas keeping track of 
characters named Bucky, we shouldn't make them broken when equipped with Bucky's arm seems, you know, not that Yeah, <laughs> but it seems like they did that for one piece of equipment and they're going back to keywords. And I think free, like keywords, equipment for free because of keywords is a mistake. I think too much in this game is given for free. Um, yeah. Your builds aren't actually 300 points and... Yeah, it's interesting with the rings, too, because they already have a benefit if you have the keyword. Uh-huh. They didn't also need to not cost points. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I, you know, regardless, uh, it was a fun event. Um, and then Team Sealed uh, was Sunday. That was me, Dan, and Sam. Uh, we went two and two. Uh, I personally went three and one. Uh, we just had our... our losses did not line up properly um yeah that's always unfortunate yeah i i lost and the round i lost we needed sam to win and the uh round that dan lost we needed like sam ended up just winning on like the two worst possible rounds yeah um but we had like a ton of points so if we would have just been able to go x1 we probably would have got in um, yeah i remember an online teams tournament that jay tom and i played um, where we had the best possible record that you could have without actually making cut. Wasn't that Team Nats? It was an online tournament. Yeah, Team maybe, Nats Online. Maybe that was what it was. I can't yeah. remember for sure. Anyway, we 3 0'd every round we won and 1 2'd both of the rounds we lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oof. So we, uh, yeah, we had like actually the best possible record you could have without we had more wins and more points than like everybody who actually made cut except one or something wow <laughs> it was wild uh funny thing about team sealed down in florida though um because we were playing with wheels of vengeance um as we sat on our team sealed primer any team that didn't pull a black card in their brick uh was at an immediate disadvantage yeah. that figure we is didn't, so much better we didn't every, yep. pull black heart um yeah. and uh pj went around and said Anybody who didn't pull a black heart, raise your hand. And we, me and Dan look at each other. We're like, does this mean he's going to give us a black heart? Like, <laughs> uh, no, we got a Dyson token pack as a consolation, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> we're like, we would much rather take a black heart, please. I, I love it. Your pull sucked. Here's a Dyson token pack. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, that being emblematic, completely emblematic of pulling one rare. Yeah. Not even yep. a super rare chase, just one rare. Uh, but Dan ended up with it. If we had gotten a black heart, I think Dan's team would have probably been the best seal team I've ever seen. Um, because he had Spirit Rider double orb. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's a lot of flurry. Yeah, it's a lot of prob. Um, and then like his orbs both had Frenchie. Oh, and he had um and he had super rare ghost rider. The the underworld can use powers ghost rider. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a stack team. team. Yeah. That's and almost a constructed team, team. Yeah. My team was full point Zarathos, Brother Voodoo Prime, Dracula. Sick. Uh, my Dracula died every game. I just expected it. Like, he's just going to go out and maybe hit something and then die. Yeah, that's why I wasn't as high on Dracula during the Team Sealed Primer as you It's were. much better if you get a bike. A hell cycle. We yeah. didn't get a bike. Yeah. A bike or Blackheart is pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I was able to send him out. He did something and then died. And then Zarathos brother voodoo just together. were able to just mop up everything else. Is wheels of vengeance a little bit like, um, XDPS where the one by twos are actually rarer than their listed rarity effectively. It feels that way. It does feel like it sometimes it, because there's only one slot versus yes. three for the others. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's probably like uncommons are actually equivalent to rares, etc. Probably. Except it, it might not be true for chases, though. Maybe they seeded those. Well, because yeah, that's all, always because all the chases are are one by twos. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they're yeah. always taking the big spot. So that actually would make the other one slightly rarer too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so but yeah, that that was yeah. one by four yeah. points. Uh, we lost to them. Um, I lost to the the full point Cathon that Ed AB was playing. Yeah, I attacked I him probably 20 thing. times uh, and just couldn't hit him. Yeah. I had the best team set for, for fighting it, and I just couldn't couldn't hit it. What was your team? Full point Zarathos, right. Brother yeah. Voodoo. Zarathos, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and was... Brother Voodoo Prime. Like, I just needed to hit him. I got him to his first stop. Right, because you can get past the stops with Voodoo. Yeah, I got him to his first stop, and then I couldn't hit the 10 to get him to hit him for four so that I could then... Wish token him past the next stop, and then wish token him past the next stop. I mean, that is um, the thing about that figure, right? Mm-hmm. Just he's such high defenses. Yeah, you just have and, to I, and I have two probs, but you know, it's still a ten. Yeah, yeah, it's still a ten. I Sometimes tried to take my turns as fast as possible, so that I would get as many opportunities as I could. Yeah, um, yep. but yeah, I, I mean, I love Team Sealed. I, yeah, I think it's the best format. format in the game. Agreed. It's incredibly fun. Yeah, last year we were trying to convince uh, the store that was running Canadian Nationals to run Team Sealed, and they were skeptical. Um, hopefully this year we can actually convince, because uh, we'd love to have it here as well. Because they did get the full turnout and stuff, so they would have had enough people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was one yeah. of their worries, was that they would you know, buy all this product for Team Sealed and then have people not actually yeah, really want to. with it. Yeah, exactly, not show up. So um, Yeah, if anybody... It can happen. Sorry. No, that was done. Uh, I was going to say, if anybody is like has been hesitant or on the fence uh, to go to Champion Clicks in Florida um, next year, just do it. Like, commit to it. It's such a fun weekend. Um, if you want, make a vacation out of it. Like, I, I, I recommend that anybody who is looking into it just kind of bite the bullet and, and do it. I'm somewhat considering not going to Worlds and going to Champion Clicks instead at some point. It's not not a bad this decision. upcoming worlds, but the the one after. Anyway, we'll see. Oh yeah, we yeah. could talk about this. Is the earliest we know the world's dates. Oh yeah, they did actually confirm that. I legitimately had not. They announced seen that. it like two weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so good. I should it's... check what they are. Thirteenth uh, <laughs> um, to sixteenth, I believe. Yeah, uh, I think you, September. You are correct. It's right around the same time. Yeah, as September. Okay. And, and yeah, same place, Graceland. Graceland, etc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I completely missed that. I've been very busy um winter is a busy time for me which is a weird thing to say <laughs> but uh but it's true um for context for listeners i'm a uh, i'm a cross-country skier who's who was you know a pretty competitive high school level cross-country skier and has just this year finally sort of gotten stable enough in my adult life to join a ski club and start getting out again so I'm uh, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> Spending most of my time on that at the moment. You ever wondered why Devin just seems to just glide through competition at Heroclix events? Now you know. <laughs> Pizza, he just sees French that well. fries. Pizza, French fry. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were reminding me of something um, about cross-country skiing, which is which has also been true about Heroclix for me, which is that until I was like 11 or 12, I was completely uninterested in competing in cross-country skiing. I was like, no, it's a fun thing I do on the weekends. It'll be great. And then at some point, 
I realized that I was enough better than all of the other people who were doing it casually that just like a switch flipped in my brain and I was like, now I'm going to go race. And like at the start of the season, I asked my parents, can I join the racing team? And they were like, sure, but we've been suggesting it for years and you keep saying no. Why now? <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing happened to me with Heroclix where we're like, when I started playing Heroclix again, I was like, I'm not interested in competitive. I just want to show up and have fun. And then at some point I realized I was winning a majority of my games and was like, okay, I guess I'll play competitively. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about about Florida? I know you turned it into more of a vacation as well. So uh, yeah, I, I, I've been trying to do that the last, the, the, yeah, the three years that David's been running it down there. Um, just getting, you know, uh, my mom, uh, so the, the personal side of the story, my mom has recently gotten into Lincoln Park over the last couple of years and such has turned into a Transformers fan um, through their music. Um, and so going Sorry, to you're Universal. you're going to have to respecify the connection to me there. Uh, so Lincoln Park did a bunch of songs for the Transformer movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've only seen two of the Transformers the, movies. The, it was a long their time. First, the first movie they, was the first one that they did a song uh they did a song for i watched transformers one and enjoyed it and then i watched transformers two and my entire family thought it was the worst movie we'd ever seen so then i never watched another <laughs> one <laughs> um but so we went to universal and, and my mom got to ride the transformers ride that's down there nice. and then she got to meet megatron and optimus because <laughs> oh, um, they were out doing meet and greet so that was a lot of fun how and do then, those uh how do those costumes work are they like mostly person sized or uh they are on stilts they are Sweet. they are very very large i'll send you a nice. picture sometime um, they're bigger than me, and I am not a small person. <laughs> no, you, you are one of the larger people I have ever met. So yes. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and then obviously doing Disney um, and doing Hollywood Studios for Galaxy's Edge because big Star Wars fan. Uh, and then I had like the most serendipitous moment of of my life. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Um, that I, I posted about on Facebook that a one of my one of my closest friends that i haven't seen in almost 11 years in person because we live across the country from each other um i sang at his wedding uh just we were walking into epcot and i heard a voice that sounded familiar and i looked up and i called out to him and we both just kind of looked at each other and then it was like just re-meeting up with each other out of nowhere neither of us knew the other one was going to be at the park um, if anybody follows comic book YouTubes, he's, uh, Benny, the comic historian, uh, him and I have been friends for a long time and yeah, it was just so cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Those, those weird moments where you run into somebody in a completely unexpected place are always really cool. And when it's somebody you haven't seen in that long, who you like that much, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw him a couple of more times throughout the day and he got progressively more intoxicated throughout the, <laughs> the more I saw him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice. that's that's about the last thing on on Florida. Like I said, anybody that's on the fence of going, just yeah, just I mean, go. it just sounds like yeah. a great event. I'm gonna try. I, I should make year. it out at some point. It's sort of an awkward time, and it is. Yeah. It was a little better this year because it was like a week earlier last year or something. Yep. So it was even closer to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um. So sort of end of January is a little better because at least I'm not like you know leaving work for a month or whatever <laughs> for christmas yeah. and that yep. for me it's that like i like to go to my parents place for like three or four weeks at christmas time so getting off of that and then immediately leaving for another trip is a little odd but uh hopefully i can make, make it work at some point 
Um, yeah, so that's mostly that event, but let's talk about some of the top teams. Uh, we probably only need to go down to like five or so. We don't want to spend too long on that. Uh, we have a bunch of other stuff we'd like to chat about. Mm -hmm. So no offense to anybody whose team we don't cover, but um, don't want to yeah. spend infinite time on it. Uh, yeah, so the winner, Alex Mater, uh, I think the real story to me here is Venom Thanos. It's yeah. the only leadership, it's the only consistent leadership he could get on symbiotes. Yeah, I mean, you could play two Black Skulls, I guess, but... But you don't really want to do that. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's it's legal. And, but... and Venom Thanos actually brings some utility to that team. Of yeah. If he hits his leadership, he basically gives his entire team extra prob. Yeah, yeah. the entire team That's of awesome. double rollout prob is very difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, he brings an outwit. Uh, he's got him with the health cycle, so he has, you know, 10 movement hypersonic. His stop clicks on damage, which is relevant at the moment. Gets yep, yeah. gets around Pegasus Cap. Yep. Um, and he has the old symbiote, or the, the new symbiote trait, which Carnage Surfer does not like to deal with. Yeah, just can't be shot. Right. Unless he's hiding behind Elevated, uh, he can't shoot him. Yeah, so. that is really good. And he's a 10 movement flyer, which is just yep. sort of relevant. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 11 movement with because uh, of the health, the health cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, what power are they usually picking on health cycle? Is it hypersonic? Or hypersonic. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then cool. he's also a 20 defense at range. Right. Yeah. I mean, the figures always looked okay to me, um, but obviously much better when you're specifically trying to build a symbiote theme team and you need to yeah. leadership on it. <laughs> yeah, because it's the only way to actually theme Prime Spidey and, and Carnage Surfer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'd love to run two Carnage Surfers, but if you can't get a consistent leadership on it. Emily played sort of that. It was Monsters. Um, yeah. And her, like, most awkward part of her team, it wasn't a problem necessarily. Was that Black but Skull was, was her leadership. Was that Black Skull was her only leadership, so she would have to, like, do all of her stuff and then swap out to King Killmonger and then first thing on the next turn swap back in, but then not have King Killmonger for defense that turn. And, like, yep. the team still worked quite well and everything, but it was yeah. just a little bit awkward. Um, so Venom Thanos solves some of those problems, even if it reduces your firepower by a bit. But when you're playing Spider-Man, how much extra firepower do you really need? <laughs> yeah, if you have the Spider-Man-Surfer combo, you are you have all right there. The other thing about this team is that everybody has 400 rollouts and you're playing Blackshirt Scott Porter, and that is silly. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, the one... The one uh, critique I had for this team uh, when we were talking about it, um, some other groups of mine, is I I think equipping Spidey is risky. Sure. Yeah. I think his plan is leave it with the card surfer to deal with, like, the Killmongers and stuff. But even sure. still, the symbiote, the Black Symbiote doesn't do too, too much. The best case scenario I'd see for it with this team is he's not playing Mephisto, so it is a way to offset the damage for free from activating his trait. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, yeah. also, you know, getting shot by Carnage Surfers is actually bad for Spider-Man, but yeah, I, I, I agree. But at the same time, you still just have Porter. To it's to. probably fine. It's just it, it felt a little risky to me, sure. but I, I definitely think that um, you shouldn't equip both of your attackers and for Alex sure. That. Yeah. yeah, he's very correct not giving the red symbiote surfer here. Yeah. Yeah, so cool team. Um, mostly it's things that we already knew were very good. Venom Thanos is a cool piece of tech just because the 
getting leadership is really awkward in modern right now, just sort of in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. There, there actually just aren't that many cheap leaderships. So a solid, yeah, that's the big yeah. one. When you can figure out a solid one that fits in your theme, great, do it. Um, and then next we have Rob Olger. Uh, I lost to Rob in round five. Nice. Looking forward to hearing a little bit about that because there's some interesting choices on this team. <laughs> uh, so this is a team uh, which is defenders themed, which I love. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and we you have. You know when I learned the Carnet Surfer had uh, defenders? What's that? Two weeks before the event. <laughs> nice. Uh, I learned it when um, Geo. Uh, shout out guy who Canadian who came uh, top two at Canadian Nationals this year. Uh, great player, even if he doesn't get to play or travel that much. Um, posted a Defenders theme team in our Discord. It <laughs> 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 was like, this is cool. And I, and I looked at it and was like, that is really cool. I did not expect to see a Defenders theme team. Looks solid. <laughs> yeah, it was not like exactly like this team, but quite similar, honestly, <laughs> um, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, we have the Ghost Rider here. Uh, we have Arachnite uh, at 60. Um, I do like 60-point Arachnite. I've always thought that it's a little better than 100 just because I like saving 40 points. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Um, and he has Stealth, which is awesome in the Carnage Surfer meta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Carnage Surfer. We have 30-point Iron Fist, which cool uh yeah i'm not a fan of this iron fist is he is he one of the interesting figures that you're really curious yes, about this is this is he the did one literally I'm nothing in your game yeah. at least in any game that i watched rob play <laughs> okay. he didn't do anything did you, uh, i assume you didn't talk to rob and ask about it or no anything. i didn't okay. um yeah i mean you know he can do stuff uh he chews through stop clicks pretty well um and free knockback is always good and you just don't actually have that many options when you're trying to be defenders themed. Um, so I'm sure that uh, it does some interesting stuff. I mean, one of the interesting things is the trait opposing characters in four squares that can use willpower only succeed on a six. Um, there's a lot of things right now that want to be rolling willpower and succeeding on them. So uh, yep. that can be quite good. Um, and then double Scott Porter, as always, and uh, Hulk with the motorcycle. Yep. Yeah, and he uh, specifically was putting the motorcycle on the peel-out click yeah. uh, for the free move one and improve movement characters. Um, just to, He had Hulk healed eight clicks on his turn one against me. Jeez. That is, that's a hitting go five and six every time, right? He hit, he hit a six, five, six. Or no, yeah. six, it was six, four, six. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's very, yeah, that's a very good 10-point figure with hypersonic. Yeah. And when you're not using your prime slot for anything else, great, throw it on there. Yep. I mean, yeah, uh, defender. Yeah, I mean, we have the usual Ghost Rider Blade options for pilot uh, and Werewolf by Night. Is that a pilot for Ghost Rider? It is. As well? It gave him access to Battle Fury or Outwit, depending uh, Precision Strike okay. Outwit. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, sure. And then Cathon, was that Ghost on Rider. Iron Fist? Or, Ghost Rider. Or Ghost, Ghost Rider. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not expecting Ghost Rider to be taking actions that frequently. And or he's he being given steel energy from, yeah, common, from Ghost Rider. common Ghost Rider. That right, right, right. It. That's a good point. And then also, I guess there's Blackshirt Scott Porter if yeah. you're just taking pings. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, and then War Machine, which is for Scott Porter only. Yeah, him and Scrappy. Right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool team. Uh, do you want? Is there anything you learned about it by playing against it that you want to talk about? Um, I actually, I felt like our game was really, really, our game was really, really close. Um, my dice were kind of bad. 
Um, and he had some some key rollouts, which is kind of the game right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was it was a really cool team. Um, and and ours were basically just formation versus formation because we both had Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was a really cool team to watch play. Yeah, Rob's a team builder I respect a lot. Um, I really liked his team at Worlds, and actually I'll be talking about it again a little bit later, so we'll get back to that. <laughs> um, all right, and then we have Isaac. Uh, who, the boy wonder who didn't play Scott Porter. Yeah, the only non-Scott Porter. On everyone real quick. Uh, which Jackson had a good explanation for that. Do you want to talk about the team? Uh, yeah, so the team is uh, Prime Spider-Man, uh, Super Ghost Rider with Bucky's Arm, Carnage Surfer, Kid Thanos, Mephisto, and a Quartian Thunderer. So uh, first big thing that pops out, no Scott Porter. Um, it's kind of crazy to build a team without one, but this team specifically is trying to do a combination of Surfer with Spider-Man for a symbiote combination. Obviously heals a lot. Uh, with Spider-Man, playing Emily is kind of a necessity. You get to take a token off and heal a lot. And then Ghost Rider enables none of your rollups to be taken away. So that kind of shell directly all fit together really well. The problem is you are left with exactly 20 points. So you are not able to play a Porter. So he's offsetting that by just playing a five-point equipment with Accordion Thunderer. So he still has the ring. just doesn't have the Pulse Wave and Prob from Porter. But it's still a very I mean, Accordion Thunderer still has Pulse Wave, technically. But True, but much, not much the... Worse pulse wave. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he targets everybody. He actually actually get into position for it. It's not just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Accordion Thunder, obviously, a pretty good figure. Just uh, not quite as good as Scott Porter if you can fit it. No, I mean, but it still, still blows my mind that this figure came out. We were like, this figure's yeah. insane. He yep. gets Sinestro Quartering for free. And, and then Scott Porter came out. It's like, what? Accordion Thunderer sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, insane. you can always play both and not put Sinestro Quartering on, but it's... There There actually is a reason to do that now, because you can give you this can guy give any Conchu? of the... Conchu or... or... Uh, whatever the other ones do. Yeah, yeah Harold is a legitimate keyword. I, I think... Yep. Keep an eye uh-huh. on that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, cool mix of good stuff defense and offense. Team. Good stuff. Yeah. Like it's just incredible amount of it's it's a really good strategy for right now. Of everything has rollouts, so make yours like uncounterable, and then just yeah. attack as much as you can. He's yeah. just, he's playing Spider-Man. He's yeah, playing your server. volume of attacks definitely seems swapping like... into Black Skull. Just you just got to make as many as you can. Eventually, they hopefully miss the rollout. Yeah, and you start on the Kid Thanos because that taxiing is really important. Yeah, it seems important. and it allows you to taxi up and then swap out to the defense uh, option. Perfect. Yeah, the yeah. taxi is super important for this team. Um, and it... otherwise, you just have actually no mobility. It's honestly, it's pretty similar to the Pat Nate variant of Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. And it's really easy to have Spider-Man just walk up. It's like, yeah, that mm-hmm. gets his action taken. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to see this as an adaptation of the world's winning team from last year, right? Just yeah, because, I really like this you know, team. Sicarian's gone, so you can't play that. So what do you replace it with? Now Ghost Rider exists. Great. <laughs> yeah, and Ghost Rider is kind of like an insane threat, you know, with this team giving it Cathon and having the uh, common Ghost Rider as a pilot. He becomes like... Yeah. He's a, a 13 for six with double rollout. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really good. It's a very good figure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we have Dan Powell, who's playing double Carnage Surfer, one of them with the symbiote. Uh, 
starting with Dark Phoenix for MOE, Hope Summers, Mephisto, Batman, Prime, Scott Porter, Scott Porter, Scott Crampton. This is a thing that I've been wanting to do, um, which is play Prime Batman with double Scott Porter for uh, a uh -huh. ton of Green Lantern team ability. Because the yep. Scott Porters both have sidestep. Yeah. You just have infinite mobility. And mm -hmm. Hope Summers can wildcard it on this team and then copy sidestep from one of the Scott Porters plus a uh, plus a, a power to um, be a support power or whatever. Like, yep. this team is just infinite mobility. Love it. <laughs> you have the Dark Phoenix move to have Scott Porter move to carry again. Mm -hmm. So, this team is infinite mobility. And what does Dan do? Barriers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, yes, this sounds correct. Um, but, I mean, also has a ton of barrier. Yep. Yeah. Double Hope kind of Summers. Just barrier. Double stop sign, Batman, Hope. In the game, so. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about this team other than it. Uh, this was the first iteration team that I that I had been introduced to the Dark Phoenix move Scott Porter. Um, to extend his reach for his pulse wave. Yeah, this is a team of like a million little tricks, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, you're not going to understand all of what it's doing on absolute first glance. And neither of these surfers are going to be equipped come next phase. Yep. Conchu. Conchu and Tarret. And Tarret, yeah. yeah Maybe I mean, Amach, depending on what she does. Having unequipped stealth prob is just absurd. I am mm -hmm. not looking forward to this. <laughs> no. Really happy to see Hope Summers. Yeah. yeah. Hope is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird to me how little play Scott Crampton sees relative to how good that Pog is. Yeah, it's it's so hard to fit on teams somehow. I also frequently don't manage to fit it on my teams, but it's four points. How is it possible? Yeah, it's it's hard for me to justify not putting it on teams. But at the same time, I did lose both my games at Worlds by exactly four points. <laughs> four points. So, <laughs> yeah. so I got a little bit of a vendetta against the Crampton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team is obviously very, very good. Um, yeah. Not that much to say about it, other than it's playing a lot of really, really good figures, and it has sort of infinite flexibility. Like, as pointed out with the barrier, it can both be the most mobile and the least mobile team on the map and do both things better than whatever other team it's facing. So, yep. yeah, I think it seems really great. Strong. Okay, this is one that I really want to talk about, uh, yeah. which is why I said specifically five. I'm <laughs> was in this team. All right, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what you say about it. So this is Josafa's team. This is a detective theme. He's playing Hawkeye and Hawkeye, which is a figure I had basically completely written off um, for no particular reason. I just basically didn't read it. I just looked at it, it and was it like... It has 75 points as its point value. Yep, wrote, that is... Yeah, you're off. correct. That is precisely what I was about to say. <laughs> it, is a, it is an attacker that is 75 points. So I was like, well, that's probably bad, and moved on. Um, <laughs> we have World's Finest, which obviously has been great since it came out, but sort of played sporadically, and I know Joseph has been a fan of that figure for a while. Um, yep. I've played against yep. playing it. And then the really interesting thing to me of Double Shaggy, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking forward to hearing your explanation of this because you have explained it to me before and I immediately forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Commissioner Gordon, uh, obviously fantastic. If you're playing detective, double TK, great. Um, and then double Scott Porter and Scott Crampton, as always. And we have Absorbing Man Search for Amit's Tomb on the sideline because, uh, yeah, those those two game elements are both very, very good. <laughs> Yeah, so he's the the mystery cards he's playing. So he's playing the Shaggy. Like, the right. team is built That's around mystery cards. 
Yeah. Um, so he's running Murder in the City Enduring, uh, String of Cat Burglaries, and Search for Amat's Tomb. And the reason the Shaggies are here is because he can trick, he can case close Murder on turn one, or not Murder, Amat's Tomb, on turn one. Yeah, which is absurd. Um, which, if anybody's not seen the case closed of Amat's Tomb, um, when a friendly character kills an opposing character, score ten points. Yeah, that so, snowballs the game so fast, and your opponent doesn't even realize it. Yeah, yeah. You kill a Scott Porter, thirty points basically. You One. kill a stop yeah, sign, 15, you but, get ten points. Yeah. You pulse wave a Scott Porter, killing multiple bystanders. That's like forty points for free. Um, the other thing that is really cool about this mystery card, specifically with this team, is it's uh, it's evidence six. When a friendly character deals damage to an opposing character occupying or adjacent to a debris marker, increase the damage dealt by one. So what he, what you do is you just break a bunch of stuff around the opposing team, and then you pulse wave them for two damage plus knockback. Yeah, so it's not a modifier. It's just an increase. It's. And then yeah, the Shaggies dealt. just get to attack three times against the most common characters in the format. Yeah. <laughs> With precision strike. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of precision strike on this team. This team gets so much use out of nine of swords. Mm. Um, yeah, good call. Yeah, and honestly, and the, like barely has super senses. It just doesn't actually care about it in the other way, in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, they kill a shaggy, whatever. You have you you get better use out of it still. Yep. Um, and then the shaggies have uh, they get increased damage when they add a clue token uh, to a mystery card, so they're buffing each other's damage from two to three. Um, and then you get the Almat's tomb extra damage, so your 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 damage is deceptive, which is really cool. Um, and then they have force blast, so they get to knock people back. Um, and then Hawkeye Hawkeye, uh, potentially gets to make three attacks. Uh, because you can generate Kate shoot with Kate if you attack something that has Mystics Kate, which sure. is a relevant keyword right now. Um. You get to uh, Kate dies, and then Hawkeye Hawkeye gets to shoot twice. Yeah, and you have Scott Crampton for the extra damage. Yep. yep. And you get uh, because Hawkeye Hawkeye has shield, you actually get to copy shield, and now you have a nine sure. range, um, with improved targeting characters and hindering, uh, triple target, and grapple arrow. Which grapple arrow makes your your reach deceptive, because uh, it's just range and line of fire different range wow yeah yep it just has yeah. to go to a different you can, like, it's like forward, forward. running shot forward onto elevated and then and then come go back. back like eight yeah yeah okay yeah i mean i had overlooked this figure but that does not mean that i think it's bad now that i've read it <laughs> um seems very good yeah this is a really cool team um like this is a no, team I was very impressed when I first saw this team on the yeah, board and was very happy with the success he had in it in Swiss. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is a team that's made up almost entirely of figures I haven't given a second glance, really. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously was very successful getting to fifth and uh, is, is really well built. So. Yep. Well, and his, I watched his game with Alex Mater in top uh, top eight. If Joe just has slightly better dice luck, I think he yeah. actually wins that game. Nice. Uh, his dice were really, really rough. Missing yeah, I mean, happens over the course of a dice. tournament eventually, but yep. yeah. Yeah, so uh, very cool. Uh, 
we're seeing some interesting stuff. Um, next phase is going to change it again, obviously, a little bit. So we'll see what happens then. But uh, yep. some cool stuff at the moment. Um, yeah, so I guess you both sort of got to talk about the team that you're thinking of playing uh, <laughs> over the course of that. Um, Jackson, you said you're mostly playing the Isaac one, but want to make a change or two? What, what changes are you thinking? Oh, yeah. My, the literal only change is just depending on legality of, uh, I'm unfortunately not going to Adepticon, but if I was, I was kind of making a team of that. And it was just Isaac's team, but adding stuff like Conchu to the Carnage Surfer. Uh, if it is going to be legal, we actually don't know the exact legality of next phase. So kind of waiting on that uh, for the tournament. But yeah, just small changes like that basically kept pretty much everything the exact same. More of just net decking. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I've been talking with Drisoff a lot about the detective team and and been putting some mental gymnastics reps through that. Um, but I, if next phase is legal, I'll be playing. Uh, I'll be playing Wong because Wong is awesome. Uh, if next phase is not legal, then I'm between the detective team and I'm between playing uh, Kong. Right. Yeah, you've been looking into Kong pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. That figure looks cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we can talk about that figure. It's not part of a set we're going to set review. So. That's true. That is, yeah. Um, yeah, so Kong is uh, mostly 50 points. <laughs> you can mm-hmm. assume yes. that's what you'll see him at. Um, he's a colossal, uh, a two-by-two. Um, he can reduce penetrating damage, deals penetrating damage if he occupies elevated terrain or is attacking one or more characters with flight or colossal, which is sort of always. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's with Super Strength especially. You don't even need to think about this. He can just always yep. proc it. Uh, he has Safeguard Outwit. And if an opposing force has more characters than yours, he can be given two costed actions a turn and may use willpower twice a turn, which is wild. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has super strength quake. When he uses quake, he instead deals three damage and after resolutions generate a Kong wreckage terrain marker, which do various small effects. They're interesting, but I, I don't want to yep. try to find them. Um, they're not like that important to the characters. No, they're just ability. like, they're just nice random extras. small stuff. Yeah. And then he has a stop click, which is always nice. Um, yeah, so that three damage quake is at colossal reach and uh, is basically always going to be penetrating, which uh, yeah. that's a lot of damage. Yeah, and for 50 points, you're in, you're getting an 8, 12, 19, 4 with Battle Fury uh, Imperv and can reduce pen damage. Uh, surfers can't one, like one surfer can't kill him in one turn. Yeah, which is very nice to have something on the same point value as that. It doesn't just die to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his only problem is obviously his reach, uh, because he is a two by two. Uh, your deployment uh, options are kind of limited, but you do have access to Blackheart for him. Yep. Um, yeah, both or... monster and mystical wild. Yeah, and his keywords are insane. Mm-hmm. Animal, and... celebrity, deity, monster, mystical ruler. Like I cannot think of a better set of keywords. <laughs> There's one more he could have that makes him I'm even better. I'm so glad he doesn't have it though. He doesn't have brute. But let, sure. thank goodness he doesn't. I yeah, would not want to see a world of this figure attacking five times with three Arcanixes. Because that would just happen. Yeah. Yeah, but blackharding him is a lot of extra reach, and if you can make it so that you're opposing for, the opposing force has more characters than yours, um, that obviously gets a bunch of extra reach, too. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, also, I, have a, I have a team built with him because of Blackheart. He gets full map reach on a big map, um, which is great. Yep. And also things like Mad Jim can just also give him a hell cycle to give him that extra boost, too. Yeah. If you ever wanted to, to imagine King Kong riding a motorcycle, uh, it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Yep. It's great. Probably just crushes it, but it's a big motorcycle. We're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, one of the other things that we wanted to do this episode was um, we got busy and distracted around end of year. So we never did a like actual end of year episode. Um, and we're not going to do a full end of year episode at this point. There's just, you know, it's too late and we don't feel like it at this point, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but uh, there's a few questions that we wrote um, about uh, last year that um, we wanted to uh, to talk about a little bit, um, or at least I did, so I'm going to do it. Sure. <laughs> um, so I have two things that I really think are interesting about a year. Um, one of them are the favorite team that you played in the year, and for Haz uh, and Jackson, these answers are very obvious, I think. <laughs> um, and the other one is the favorite team build that you saw or played against. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, and I really could hardly decide for uh, favorite team I played. Um, I think I'm going to have to give it to my Worlds team because it both managed to include my uh champion figure which i wanted to play maggot at world since it came out and i just like hadn't actually been to a worlds to do that <laughs> so it was tough yeah, uh, the last one yeah exactly uh and i didn't think that animals was good enough by the time that we made it to worlds and obviously tons of people at worlds actually did very well with animals with different variants than i was looking at um so uh maybe i was wrong about that but um that was my opinion at least so i wanted to come up with something a little different and i came up with a really cool uh sort of balanced demon in armor defense slash alpha strike offense team that really ended up working extremely well despite minimal testing um so i was really really happy with that team build i think it's one of the better team builds i've done in quite a while because it was a combination of figures i hadn't seen anybody else put together um so very happy about that one uh and got me to top 16 so i can't complain <laughs> um the other team that i wanted to shout out very quickly of mine was just the uh blow up your own angel team uh that i played <laughs> at the silver event because that team was just fun it was silly it was really deeply silly right like that's not a team that yeah. you build when you're like really looking to win the event but when you're trying to do something interesting in a format that you've played you know 20 tournaments in or whatever effectively um it was sort of all I could think of. <laughs> you want to show up and play in <laughs> style. Yeah, it, because... Um, so the way that that tournament worked was that it was silver, but you could only play Silver Age elements. And for yeah. me, the effect of that was this is the modern that you have played the most. Sure. Like, I, I played so many tournaments in that, like, you know, 2018 to 2020 modern format um, that... It was basically just going back to a modern I had previously played. <laughs> yeah. So finding something that I hadn't done in that time and was excited about doing was kind of difficult. And uh, I found Angel and I blew up Angel like five times in four games or something <laughs> and, uh, and uh, won both 
killed the most things and gave up the most points in the same tournament, which was very funny. <laughs> uh, awesome. So I really enjoyed that tournament, despite it being sort of a, a smaller local tournament. Shout out to Joe Pringrosio for running it. Um, and, uh, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, so it doesn't quite beat out, you know, going to Worlds and having a team that I built that was pretty unique to me, perform pretty well on a big stage, but it was good. Uh, so your answers may be obvious, Jackson has, but do you want to talk about the, the teams that you liked most last year? Uh, yeah, so thing I liked most last year, same thing pretty much this year, uh, Prime Spider-Man. Uh, big, big on that figure since it came out. Uh, obviously, team looked a little bit different uh, last year. You know, we had a lot of more commonly played stuff like Sakari and Iron Man, you know, the Necrosword, just a whole bunch of different uh, things that are now gone. But the team is still relatively the same. Uh, current version I'm on is just, you know, Isaac's team talked about it already. Uh, but yeah, it's just feels incredibly reliable. You know, Spider-Man's a figure that is so offensive and defensive at the same time. He can kind of fit into whatever archetype you're trying to do. And it's just kind of the perfect figure for me. And I like playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after seeing more games with Spider-Man, it is a really cool, flexible figure. Just the um, the option that you have to throw it out there and then retreat with the second action makes it a really yeah. interesting, flexible game. Um, did you want to do your your oh, most like other team? Uh, let's see, most like other team. There was a oh, lot yeah, of. I haven't done that one yet either. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we can, we can do that one. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and do it now. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so most like other team, a lot of interesting teams, especially at Worlds. Um, people are going to hate me for this, but it was hilarious to see Rob Gallagher's team at Worlds of just, like, the seven apocalypses with the Genesis. Uh, it's still something that we could potentially see now, but, man, it's such a mix of... The prevalence of Scott Porter of it. makes that worse. Yeah, definitely. It's still good, but, obviously. Definitely, but it's such it's still such a funny team to yeah. have an option of you just can't close attack me. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I played against it. And really, one of the big things is that he was one of the first people to realize the potential of Search for Hammett's Tomb. Because exactly. it was like, it's this mystery card that came out in a supplemental product that no one got. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I barely yeah. even knew it existed before Worlds. <laughs> so and uh, he reading it for in. the first time was like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> he scored a lot of points off that mystery card that weekend. It was a big proprietor. It was really cool. Yeah, that was the team I was really interested in. Um, yeah, then for me, um, I only played in one tournament last year um, because I took my <laughs> long hiatus. Uh, my favorite team was the team that I played in Worlds, uh, which was Venom Wolverine, uh some number of apocalypses and, and one Genesis. I can't remember what the number was. I think it was three. Um, might have been four. No, it was four. Um, and then just, uh, yeah, Necrosword on Venom Wolverine. Uh, allowed me to, to kind of, allowed me to play Venom Wolverine again, which is one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, and I think, like, basically the only copy of that character in the tournament, which is always cool. Yeah. Um. And then uh, favorite team that I saw. Hmm. Uh, so I'll give it uh, Lucas's Mission Point team from Nationals. That's um, a good one. 
Yeah, I know Spencer White was working on a lot of Mission Point teams as well. I just don't know, like, what the variation differences were. But he is definitely... Um, Lucas's one is the one that I know. So I will say that was probably my favorite one because I thought it was very interesting and, and proved, you know, a proven second place at Nationals uh, for Mission Points that actually can work. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool one. Um yeah, my uh, my favorite one that I saw was uh, Rob Olger's Worlds team. Um, I was building with both Merlin and Demon in an armor when I was building for Worlds and uh, eventually decided that I thought Demon in an armor was just better than Merlin um, and decided not to play Merlin. It turns out, so at the time I said that I thought that I had never thought about playing both Merlin and Demon in Armor, and then I went back through my builds and found out that I had at one point actually built a team with both <laughs> Merlin and Demon in Armor on it, but I didn't like it. So uh, finding a version of it that works is uh, really good team building um, and just really prevented his opponents from doing a lot of stuff. Uh, with double Saturnine, Demon in Armor, Merlin, really tough to get through. And, and the Nimrod Prime, which I hadn't seen anybody else play in, I don't know, since the set came out, basically, uh, yeah. is a is a cool little piece of tech on that team, too. So shout out to Rob for that one. That's a really cool team. Um, yeah, so those are the two main questions there. Um, did we have other things we wanted to talk about specifically? or um, to... Do you want to talk about like anything coming up in next phase that we're excited about? Yeah, I mean, if you want to. I mean, we'll do a, a set review, but yeah, I mean, we have time now. We can chat about some stuff. And, uh, I, I know everybody's like excited for the the avatars and, you know, Conchu, Tauret, and then what we can only assume is going to be um, Amat. But I'm super excited for Super Air Wong. Um, I think that character, that figure looks really cool. Looks very flavorful for how he was in the show. And I think he he could have a, a place in the current environment because he has one of his trait is one of my favorite traits from an old uh, different character, uh, which was the Bushipto Code of Honor, because I love Spider Hammer Eye. Um, and he has it on a character that can't be outwitted. Yay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that figure looks really cool. Um, being able to base one character and attack another because you have giant reach two makes him better to me yep yeah and then just phasing phase flurry is is really good yeah yeah i guess the stat bump with stuff like the thon yeah i i guess the real question is how often you're going to be able to activate the trait just need your opponent to uh um actually leave something alone leave something alone yeah exactly yeah so gotta figure out something to put on the team that can help set that up maybe yeah or you can like if they you have to like stay you have to be unbased like un, don't have the trait active kill like so if you're next to two things kill one of them and then you can attack something okay. else now that you're you're separated yeah yeah, it's a trait that's unfortunately possible to get around, but it is a really cool one. And Generation will always be a problem it. for a trait like that, and it sucks that yeah, every time there's a trait like that, it literally comes with, oh, I can just generate something next to you. Yeah. Because yep. Hammer Eye had the same problem. 
yeah, generation and also just opponents TKing the thing that you're next to away is always a little. Uh, they yeah, can't target them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't notice. Can't target either of them. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Nice. That's a pretty big upgrade. Yeah, and there's no IC. Has much generation oh, now. The the constructs from the yeah range. the constructs are the big ones. Yeah. Just being able to make something next to you. And... <laughs> I yeah. mean, that is probably my first target. That's pretty much always the first target. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Heralds just... Do you th do we think Amlet's going to be perplexed just because we have out with Prob already? Yeah. <laughs> probably. I'd say that's that a safe guess. I mean, they just all look so busted. <laughs> yeah, because they're free. <laughs> and Herald is just already a good keyword. Like, there are so many good figures that have that keyword. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, as as you were saying the other day, as the um, just uh, twenty point Green Lantern with any support power at ten range is really strong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's... also really good with the ring, but just yeah. so I... many options. I have to say it again, like I really wish I understood the design team's philosophy on certain things of why they feel the game right now needs so many free elements because it doesn't and it's it's making teams bloat over the 300 that it's built around and 300 is already probably too much for what the game is doing right now yeah emily yeah. her florida team 700 and something i can't remember the exact number because that was the point value of her team if she healed everything to full yes yeah. and just God. like just absurd it was a 300 point team it yep. more than double the fact that you could build a team that has four or five equipments and you didn't pay for a single one of them and now or, you or have four or five elements that you yeah. didn't pay for character traits that are free as well yeah, it's yeah. It's just I mean, I've been much. complaining about this for a long time. So, <laughs> don't yeah, and you've been complaining about it with like just even just the sideline elements, like destroyer. Yeah, I mean, and... I just thought it was a dangerous design direction, and I think I've been proven somewhat correct on that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, because um, we because we have just absorbing man. Like, here's a 125 point character that you just get for free. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, I mean, modern modern is in a weird spot, but not a bad one necessarily. Just like, yeah, it's there is a lot of new stuff happening. You know, we're, we're seeing teams that we're not expecting and that's nice. But at the same time, we're still plagued with the problem of, you know, porters everywhere of things not they actually just... costing points, more free stuff coming out. WizKids keeps saying that they want to help get new people into the game, and I think that they've done a pretty okay job at that at a casual level. But if they want new people to start competing and becoming like serious and franchise players who want to get new people into it and stuff, uh, I think that these kinds of design decisions are, are not good ones. Um, I agree. <laughs> when you could build yeah. a four-figure team and start competing reasonably, it was a lot more reasonable, and now learning a team that's 20 game elements is just, like, not actually possible for a newer player. Yeah. I I wonder how much of this is, like, designed within knowledge of each other, of, like, if they're keeping track of, now there's 18 free game elements you could have on a team at one time, or if it's just they just keep kind of putting it out. I don't know. It's interesting, but, yeah, definitely questionable a lot of the time. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they're keeping track of it, but... 
who knows just their internal i mean i don't know anything about their internal processes but they in general their internal documentation seems like it could use improvement just like yeah having every time they have a similar effect they word it differently all that kind of stuff right like it just a game should yeah. have consistency in those kinds of things because when you have slightly different wordings you can end up that the powers actually do things you didn't intend whereas if you ruled it on one wording you can be sure that it'll work like that again <laughs> yeah and the whole the whole um collector thing from worlds two years ago is the big yeah. emblematic thing for me for that where it worked one way at U.S. Nationals, and then they decided that that wasn't actually how they wanted it to work. But instead of errating it, they just said that was what the wording had meant all along. Yeah. And well, like they they tried to do that. They allowed it to be played on day one that way. Yeah. And then yeah, they wanted that's to change it on day two. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. That's that one was super weird. It should at least be consistent within tournament. But just yeah. in general, if you have wording that's ambiguous enough that you your head judges can rule it two different ways. You should figure out how to make that unambiguous. And I just, the big thing for me with that particular example is that they haven't done that to me. Like the new, when Scott Porter came out, I still had the same question. And because mm -hmm. it was exactly the same wording, I was pretty sure they meant the same thing, but it's still not obvious to me that it's a beginning of the game trigger instead of a continuous effect. It's, yeah. It's always like, a question unless they- Because they got rid say, of- burst and aura as keywords in their rule books you can't say that they're bursts and auras yeah exactly it, it just seems like there should be a wording that says um exactly how it works like the problem is that i don't know what an aura looks like anymore <laughs> yeah it's only the burst and i maybe they're just not making them anymore or something i don't know it's it's strange anyway you know, they do mostly a very good job. Just some of those inconsistencies in wording and rulings would be great if yeah, they got cleaned up. Um, so you're the only one going to Adepticon as mm -hmm. and doing anything else while you're there or just clicks? Uh, so my girlfriend and I are going. Um, it's a big like miniatures uh, yeah. convention. So I, I first heard about it in context of Warhammer 40K. So yeah, I was surprised yeah. to hear that HeroClix tournament was going on there. So she's going to be doing, she's going to try to get into some of like the painting events. Nice. Because um, she's a big miniatures painter for our like D&D games. Um, a lot of them were already sold out by the time she got to register, but hopefully okay. maybe they have some open up. Um, but no, I'm probably just there for clicks. I'm going to try to uh, get in to a point where I can maybe play in one of those like super sealed Supercharged sealed event. Supercharged yeah. sealed. Uh, because I, I want to try to totally understand what that is. It's just three boosters, basically. It's it's, it's three boosters, but you're in like a draft pod. Yeah, yeah like, you don't actually draft. draft. <laughs> but you're not drafting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's um, interesting. But I I want to try to get more of the uh, the Connellys, uh because those Connellys are really cool. Uh, yeah, which Connellys are there? Uh, so the new ones are uh, Old King Thor, not Right. To be confused with old King Thor, the old <laughs> King Thor. Um, this is old King Thor, uh, King Arthur 3000 AD. Um, and then uh, the broadsword construct. And I feel like there's one I'm missing. The Iceman. Yeah, the Iceman. That's right. Yeah. 
I love how we still don't know if the broadsword is an equipment or just a new construct. Like, yeah, really hoping it's an equipment because be kind of annoying if they make convention exclusive constructs. Yeah. Are you playing any other games right now, As? I always think of you as somebody who plays like 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I still play Onslaught. Uh, my girlfriend okay. is probably going to try to get into a couple of Onslaught uh, events while we're there. Um, I might pop in if I have some extra time. Uh, I recently started playing Flesh and Blood competitively again. Um, not like diving super hard. I, I haven't bought any cards again. I'm currently borrowing all my stuff uh, from a friend, but... There, we currently have the Road to National season going on right now, and so I've been playing in those. I'll be playing in those for the next couple of weeks. Even if I qualify, I won't be going to Nationals, um, just because I don't have the time, resources, or or money. Um, yeah. Other than that, I play a lot of D&D. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I've actually been running um, a game called Lancer for my tabletop RPG group. Um, I feel like I've heard the name. I just don't know anything about it. Yeah, it's a mech RPG. Um, have you ever, have either of you ever seen the webcomic Kill Six Billion Demons? No. I've heard of it, but... Okay, it's a really sweet webcomic. It um, this It's super dope. <laughs> that, that's the best way to describe it. The story is, like, well thought out by the author, but sometimes unintelligible, um, which is partially down to it being that like serialized format where it's sometimes just really hard to get your ideas to come across when you're writing it over years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and partially down to it being a world with a ton of lore that you sometimes like have to read descriptions of the lore background to understand rather than having to read in the comic. But <laughs> it has like the coolest art of any web comic. It's really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it like, so most web comics, uh, have and this is a great way to make a sustainable webcomic to be clear i'm not trying to rag on anybody for this uh are some recognizable characters that you can draw in uh many different styles uh and situations fairly easily and like a fairly simple background um kill six billion demons has like the most detailed cityscapes i've ever seen yeah just like great backgrounds yeah awesome Awesome. uh here let me just i'm just gonna screen share you quickly and this is a total tangent but eh, people wouldn't be listening to this podcast if they weren't okay with that (laughs) (laughs) um did that work can you guys see my screen yeah okay so this is one of the recent pages oh this this art looks awesome yeah it's really sweet um (laughs) <laughs> I, I didn't find a, a giant cityscape this quickly, but oh, this this one's awesome once it loads. I wonder why it's taking so long. Yeah, it's very like Eldritch too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool comic. Anyway, the author of that comic also created a uh, tabletop RPG. Um, about mechs called Lancer. Um, and uh, my group decided we wanted to try it for two reasons. One is that mech character building is always really cool in games. Yeah. You get uh, a lot of really cool cool things out of a mech builder. Yeah, exactly. The The thing about like building a fantasy character is, is, it, is that it's not that you can't 
do it in the way that you do a mech. It's that it's harder to theme it such that it makes sense. Yep. Um, but they usually don't. Like your characters in uh, in fantasy games are usually pretty static and like extra things that you put on it are like some passive effects that go over top kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas in mech builders, you pretty frequently can like customize the guns depending on situation and all that kind of stuff. And it just ends up being really cool. Um, and, uh, and the other one is just that, uh, we wanted to try a slightly different theme and didn't want to try to adapt D and D into it. Sure. Uh, the world of Lancer is really cool. It's like, um, sort of far future, uh, utopian government just rising out of the ashes of fascism with, uh, where AI, there isn't really AI, but there are things that they use as AIs that are effectively like captured elder gods. <laughs> oh, it's really interesting stuff. Um, fun. It, it, it's a fun world to play around in. We're just getting started, so we haven't gotten to play with a lot of that yet. I'm running a official module for it right now because um, we didn't want to try to build combats ourselves on our first <laughs> fair, <laughs> attempts fair. in the system. Uh, we're pretty big. Um, homebrew people usually we we usually don't run official modules for the things that we're running but um sure we decided we wanted to just to get our legs under us for this one which i think was a great decision because i don't think i could have built these combats <laughs> um but yeah it's been really sweet uh, I've that's been awesome a lot so far yeah it's i've been uh i've been running the power rangers rpg by renegade studios um they made their own game system called the essence 20 system and they've adapted it to power rangers um so it's it's d20 based um but it forms a dice pool instead of like your standard D, &D okay. style rolling like you roll a bunch of them and then you get to choose which ones you use on which rolls or? yeah so your skills um scale up based uh by die size so for every rank you have in a skill it increases your die size from a d from untrained to a d2 to a d4 cool. to a d6 um and then you roll with your the highest skill die that you have but if you have a specialization that applies, you get to roll all of the skill die and choose which one you want, um, which is a fun a fun way to do that. Um, but they've adapted that for Transformers, GI Joe, Power Rangers, uh, I believe My Little Pony. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, which is a little wild to me, but uh, yeah, I've been running uh, I've been running that for a couple of different groups. Generally, as like a hey, we need something to play for this week. And I'll just, I, I have two, there's an official adventure in the player's handbook in the core book. And then there's two published adventures that I have. Um, so I've been running those and I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. So yeah, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. I wish I could get somebody to run it for me so that I could play it. <laughs> so you could play, yeah. Yeah, one of the um, cool things that my group does, um, which you know, has its advantages and disadvantages is that we tend to have one person DM one mission and then swap out so that we have the same characters, but somebody else is running it now That's a cool um, idea. so that everybody gets yeah. a chance to play. Um, so right now, sort of the story behind this one is that we are uh, part of a mercenary company. So just whichever person is DMing just didn't get assigned to that mission, basically. Sure. Um, Although, that works. you know, one mission in, so we haven't actually done this in practice yet. <laughs> and this can, I mean, that can obviously have some problems with, like, trying to do an overarching story. Um, but, you know, it also, no, none of us didn't want to build a mech. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who doesn't want to build <laughs> We're a playing mech. the mech RPG. None of us were like, we yeah, we'll just it. DM the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, 
this was a massive tangent, totally unrelated to HeroClix, and people <laughs> probably tuned out by now, but yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we probably shouldn't really get back on to HeroClix after that, because people are probably, probably tuned out by now, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Um, any last comments anybody has? I really hope next phase is legal for Adepticon, because, man, I really want to play Wong. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably see a lot of teams out of that. I, I yeah. think Adepticon can bring enough to the meta that we could see even more shakeup. Um, maybe not. I could be wrong in that assumption, but... Yeah, I, I mean, think... one of the things about it not being legal is that tournaments that are sort of lame duck formats where this format will never populate again are always less interesting to discuss. So just from a looking at it from a far perspective, it'd be way cooler to see the first tournament of next phase than the last tournament of not next phase. Yeah, and it it really, if it's not legal, it, I don't think it's going to be fair to the to the set because then the next legal modern tournament that is advertised that we know of is Nationals. Yeah. Right, because Rock doesn't run any, the Rock, Rock doesn't run so any modern. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, so that's that's really a disservice a to the set. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if we could get smaller scale local WKO kind of prize supported tournaments back. But oh, that's something we should have talked about. Was the uh, that's maybe on the horizon again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so you can tell new, how zoned out I've been. Yeah, the new um, the new employee of WizKids made right, a Right, I saw this post recently, but I didn't um, read it. He was a former contractor for Gen Con uh, for their yep. event planning and event coordination that he is taking over the organized play positions from for WizKids. And he, he, he likes, there's this um, form you can fill out that sends it directly to WizKids, and I'm assuming to him directly, of... A lot of questions about like your local area or you know your judging your uh, event coordination your tournament organizing right. and everything like that and it sounds like this could be leading us back into a world of local organized play yeah that'd be cool that'd it's be really sort of good. weird for us locally because it's easier for us to run pulp because we have more people who show up sure um, yeah. but i would like to run modern <laughs> so we'll see if that comes back what we do what we end up doing but it'd be awesome to have yeah yeah very exciting if that goes that route yeah i vaguely saw that post but i did not read it so thank you for summarizing it for me yeah no problem <laughs> all right well uh that seems like a good place to wrap it up thanks for joining <laughs> me jackson and as for this uh long rambling conversation about a variety <laughs> of things hero clicks related um, hopefully we will do another episode sooner than another month uh because um, hopefully I will be less busy and we'll all have some time. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we go, I want to thank our patrons whose support helps us bring you this podcast without paying out of pocket to host it. Um, there's just the one $1 tier. Don't join at a higher tier unless you like really, really want to for some reason. Um, there are no benefits. So <laughs> just uh, any, any amount helps us not have to pay. Um, we have some affiliate links in the description. Uh, we have social media, mostly the Facebook page. Um, there are some cool people that you should follow. Ran Adams with Happy Little Hero Clicks, uh, Dice Station Zebra, um, and of course, uh, clicksnexus.com and Dishing Up Clicks. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you make sure you have fun the next time you play Hero Clicks, whether it's competitive or casual.